Ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another bonus episode of the Kickout Crew. You see, it's me, and we got once again Miss Anna. Anna, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing fantastic. Beautiful day over here. Really, so, we're getting like thunderstorms and everything. So if there's a little bit of background noise, like, oh, that's perfectly fine. We had those all week, so <laughs> I understand that. So Anna, you want to tell them what we're watching today? Today, we are going to break down King of the Ring 2000, right? 2001? Okay, 2001. with Shane McMahon and Kurt Angle. So I'm Kurt really Angle. excited about this one. So if we bring up our peacock, we are at Season 9, Episode 1. And the time is 1 hour, 39 minutes, and 6 seconds. So are we ready? We are ready. Three two one play and we have coming out now shane so this was king, king of the ring 01 as we got shane mcmahon coming out uh at the time shane was the owner of wcw right that's when we had the invasion angle mm -hmm. this was the last king of the ring of the wwf era it was the ninth king of the ring and it took place June 24th, 2001, in East Waterford, New Jersey, right? Okay. And Continental Airlines Arena. It had the attendance of 17,777 people. Do you know who was on the lunch table? Uh, no, my volume's off. <laughs> it was JR and Paul Heyman. Classic. So, <laughs> classic, definitely. This was, I would say, the time Jerry the King was let go. Really? Right it was, it was yeah. around this time that happened? I'm thinking that's when it happened. Okay. Somewhere, maybe. I could be wrong. He left and came back so many times. Yeah. So um, we do have, you know, I, we got Kurt Angle coming out. This is Kurt Angle's third match of the night. He yeah. first. He was in the King of the Ring tournament, and um, he wrestled Kristen the first match, and he won. And in the finals, he wrestled Edge, and he lost because of interference with Shane McMahon. So, mm -hmm. so he's probably tired right about now. If you ask me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so, um, you got any questions going into it as we're getting going and Shane's getting his butt kicked? <laughs> for now he's getting his butt kicked he really gets it later in the match but um yeah why did you pick this match to break down is this one one of your favorites or does this match hold a special significance to you no i think this is just one of my favorites showing something from shane him not as a competitor every week or anything like that and he just gets hell of a match just when he comes out so i'm i'm a big, i'm a big shane fan so and i like this match is just brutal. <laughs> so, despite the quad injury, how excited were you when he came out at WrestleMania this year? Oh man, I I, I jumped. I was so I, right? I popped so hard, and then he came out <laughs> five seconds later. I was like, oh man. Good save by Snoop, though. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely good save. One hell of a people's elbow, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the way he hit the ropes, man. If they don't put that in next year's 2K game, mm, I'm gonna be but, mad. That's a missed opportunity. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. That because that was great. Yeah. But he did, you know, especially being on the fly and everything else. It was he did real good for that one. Oh, for sure. And so, um, how far on are you doing on your training now? So, uh, I would say we're about, geez, what month is it? April. <laughs> I just said we're about like seven months in right now, but things are kind of moving at a slower pace um, just because it's not my full-time job. So, I mean, I do have to work and provide for myself. So I don't get to be there as often as I want to be, but right now we're learning like headlock takeovers and up and overs, doing in-ring drills, just trying to get like that cardiac health up a little bit so we can have those longer matches in the future. So that's something my trainer is definitely focusing on is those in-ring drills and trying to torture us for a good chunk of the, you know, practice. And then we get to learn the wrestling when we're already like blasting in sweat and just super fatigued, but that's That's fine. That's probably normal. They do say there's a difference between being in shape and and ring shape yes ring shape is different than just being in shape because you can probably go find someone at the gym and show them what you do in the ring and they probably wouldn't be able to last long they would have no idea not a clue so i mean is he already busted up here uh probably yeah he sure is right above the eye looks like yeah yep sorry and then um if I'm not mistaken, you got to go to a special training course not too long ago. Good. I did. I got to go to Booker T's fantasy camp down in Houston. Um, that was definitely, I got my ass handed to me on a silver platter. Uh, it was a lot of fun though. And basically he does these camps where, you know, just the general population is invited. So like, if you are interested in becoming a wrestler, come spend five hours in Booker T's ring and see if you really want to do it. If you really think you're cut out for it, if you really want to drop that amount of money, sure, you'll leave knowing whether or not you want to do it. And I mean, I met with Booker T and he was wonderful. Charmel, his wife, probably top 10 favorite human on this earth. She's just absolutely lovely, but um, definitely learned quite a bit from him and the trainers there. And um, at the end, you know, he hosted a Q&A, so he was able to give us a little bit of insight of what it means to kind of just be in the business. So that was a lot to learn from him, too. I think I learned more from him verbally than I did physically. So he was definitely, um, a, a, it was a great time. And I still feel pretty sore from it. And that was like a month ago. But I mean, he really puts everybody through the ringer on that. So is it a different type of training, like the classes? I mean, so like basically, I mean, it was like a five hour course. Um, so just like 12 to five, um, we started off, you know, just doing the wrestler workouts, the Hindu squats, burpees, things like that. We did a lot of cardio workouts and then we did a lot of in-ring drills. So, I mean, if you're already a little bit out of shape, you're really going to hate doing stuff like this because once you go from the in-ring drills, then you get to the wrestling, wrestling stuff, the stuff that you see on the TV, that's cool, but your body's already like super fatigued got to push through and that's kind of part of it you know so um you know we did um let's see wrist locks and headlocks like just super basic stuff that you want to teach the newer people you know you're not going to go over advanced stuff to people who have never wrestled a day in their life so um it was definitely physically exhausting and then I also had like a nine ten hour drive after that so that was also like wow I'm I think I'm getting too old honestly to do stuff like this but I knew if I stayed overnight in a hotel I would have been too tired the next day. So I just, you know, 
AEW right. at old school. That, that's what they used to do. They went and did their match, got in the car, and drove for a couple hours. So yeah, man, I'm all I'm all about saving money. I'm not gonna go get a hotel if I can just make it to the next rest stop, just crash for a few hours and go on. Like, I, ain't nope, I ain't doing that. So yeah, we look now. We got Shane. He's staying on the rail behind the announcers, doing guys running away from Kurt. Is that Mike Kyoto referring? It looked like it. I can't see right now, but it is. Yeah, I think it is. He's awesome, so, man. He's probably uh, one of my favorite refs that come out of that era, for sure. Uh, I was yeah. kind of hoping when they were kind of saying there was going to be a referee in the Hall of Fame, I was hoping he would be one of them. I, but, but I was excited for Tim White. That was good. Tim White was an excellent choice for the Warrior Award, absolutely. But I think they should routinely induct referees into the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, they are just as important, if not one of the most important parts of the matches. So I, I think that should be a new precedent they set for that. I agree. Um, what do you think of the Hall of Fame this year? I think it was it was brilliant. Um, lots of wonderful inductees. I was really excited that Andy Kaufman got his flowers. Um, one of my mm -hmm. favorite Jim Carrey movies is Man on the Moon. And uh, awesome. It's, uh, it's definitely a, a really hard movie to watch sometimes, but um, I didn't realize how big of an impact wrestling had on Andy Kaufman. So that was definitely really enlightening. Obviously, Rey Mysterio. Obviously, the dude's a Hall oh. of Famer. You know, I, it, it caught me off guard, though, because it had me worried. I'm like, are we in Rey's, like, final year? Like, what's going on? Because I was really sure it was going to be Batista headlining, but maybe it does make it And what, what do you think about them putting him in as he's still active you think it was the right time or i mean i think so i mean they've done that before haven't they um i think they've had go into hall of fame and then return so like they might have retired and then came back like kurt angle went into the hall of fame and but he said he never ran on coming back lita trish stratus so there is definitely a bunch of hall of fame it, it threw everybody off guard because obviously Rey Mysterio is a Hall of Famer, but like, I mean, I think a lot of us were expecting people kind of like Dave Batista or someone who's declared retired to come right. back and find their flowers. It, and you know? that's anything. Mm -hmm. For like sure. That. And Stacey Keebler absolutely was a wonderful choice. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, who they could have next year. I'm really rooting for Victoria. I really think she deserves her flowers. Um, and I, I wouldn't be mad if they also chose to induct more than one woman into the Hall of Fame, just because there's so many that they could probably choose from. So they, they we'll could. see how I'm it all the, plays out. Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised they didn't do a tag team this year. Who's left other than the Hardy Boys? New Age Outlaws. Oh, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, I guess, yeah. I, I, I don't know why they didn't do a tag team this year. I mean, I know, like, what the time will come for the Hardy Boys, ten years probably, but it, it'll come. They'll they'll get yeah, their flowers and go back. But um, you know, I, I was I was also wondering that too. I was like, they usually do a tag team, or like a Warrior Award, a woman, a male headliner, who, right. and a celebrity. Like I was like, who's left? So, speaking of Hardy Boys, I think somebody uh, had it'll come up and coming this past yeah. week. Jeff Hardy. Oh my gosh. When that, when that theme hit instant tears. Now, of course, you know, Matt has the same theme, so I'm a little desensitized to it, but with Jeff, you know, like it's just, it makes me really happy to see somebody who has overcome everything that he has to come back and 
kind of just take that second chance and you know he he deserves this and I'm gonna take Matt's word for it and I'm gonna see what I believe and not that Jeff Hardy owes anybody anything but you know he's back there he's doing what makes him happy I just hope that he's healthy and he's safe while he's doing it you know he doesn't have to prove anything to us anymore he doesn't have to climb on a 30-foot ladder and do a double swanton on anybody he has earned those flowers I just hope he's safe that's all I want but I'm really happy Jeff Hardy's back in wrestling I am too and I I, I think he deserves it so it's definitely a good thing for him Mm -hmm. we see Kurt Angle getting smacked upside the head and Kurt is definitely one of the best to ever do it. You know, one of the best technicians, I think, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's just definitely. fantastic. And for how fast he became a top star, it, you know, right? shows a lot, a lot of stuff in him. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about um, Andy Kaufman earlier. Did you happen to see the A&E special with King and, uh, Jerry King Lawler? Uh, it's been a long time, but yeah, I've seen it. Well, they just they had well, they had one came out I guess a few weeks ago. It came out on oh, 80. where Jerry kind of did like his own little induction for Andy yeah. for the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. Thing, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who would you like to model yourself after if you got to pick between Kurt and Shane? So are you gonna be that stunt devil high flyer, or are you gonna be that oh, super yeah. athlete in Kurt Angle? Oh, I mean, I'm being trained to be a Kurt Angle right now. My trainer, uh, Kurt Angle is one of his guys, you know, one of his main influences. So, I mean, we're all being trained to do hybrid stuff, um, but I definitely gravitate more more towards Kurt. But if I'm having a bad day, I wouldn't mind doing some Shane O'Mac kind of moves. You know what I mean? Like if you, because the thing about being a wrestler is you have to be reckless. You cannot use your brain. Otherwise, you create a barrier for yourself. No one's going to want to voluntarily throw themselves on their back for a flat back bump. But you just have to break that barrier. You have to be a little reckless. And so if I'm having a bad day, yeah, I might climb on something and just jump. And so, like, I guess I could be a happy morph of either of them. But I'm being trained as a Kurt Angle, definitely not as a Shane McMahon. So, Well, you know, maybe one day we'll see Miss Anna jump off a ladder sometime. Probably not because I would like to have a long, long, healthy career with minimal lower back pain. So we'll see what happens. But if I feel like I need to do the move, I'll do it. But it won't be a spot fest kind of thing. It'll just be if it feels right. Yeah, that works. So I guess if you were the owner's daughter, you wouldn't want to put yourself through what Shane does. Uh, Are you asking like... It was asked from Brad. He said, if you were the owner's daughter, would you put yourself through all this, meaning kind of what Shane's, or Shane's doing in the King of the Ring, and how far would you go? Well, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. training to be a wrestler. Um, so, I mean, I guess I would put myself through it. Um, in terms of like, you know, like, the McMahons and stuff I can't even fathom what it would like to be a child of a McMahon just because I can't put myself in that situation because we grew up very differently you know like whereas I never knew where my next meal was going to come from because I grew up in severe poverty I at least didn't have to walk on a house with eggshells and so I can't possibly relate um to either of the McMahon kids but I will say if my dad was Vince McMahon I would um want to wrestle 
absolutely. I would love to learn how to do that. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So I don't know, I, I guess it's a hit or a miss question, but I hope I answered that. Back. Yeah, it is. It, it just came from Brad, so go figure. <laughs> it, it is, you know, kind of crazy too. You know, Shane, it came up in that wealth, being the owner's son, and he's over here getting thrown to glass and jumping off Hell in the Cell and off the Titan Tron. And I mean, he's just going all in on it. And that's just, that's what he's known yeah. for. So. That's true. And I mean, he's done some risky stuff. There's a spot in here. I'm pretty sure it's this match that I really don't like. It, 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 does it involve plexiglass and suplexes? Yeah. I yes, hate that. And yeah. I hate that it happens like three times before it's successful. Before it I agree. Spoiler alert to anyone who doesn't know this match. I'm like, I hate it. So my fun fact about me is that I'm a neurophysiologist. So the spine and the brain are my babies. And so okay. when I, that's another reason why I want to do things very safe at a slower pace when learning a lot of this, I want to personally feel comfortable with the bumps I'm taking. And so when I see that horrible spot that they do here later in the match where they're trying to get the plexiglass to break, but it doesn't, and they just keep on doing the move over. It just, it, it makes me cringe physically. It is really hard to watch. It's not enjoyable for me personally. Right. Um, well, I see that I see what these injuries do to people long term, and yes, it, yes. it's not a good idea. So, uh, kids, really don't try this at home. Seriously, don't no, definitely really. They, they put that well, disclaimer I, there for you. Have the Miz, I mean, he's been wrestling forever now, no big injuries, really. So, I mean, longevity, longevity is the key, and being confident really to say no to bumps, and like that's something that I think my trainer's trying to get across to all of us you know like it's okay to say no if you're not comfortable doing a spot or taking a bump it's your body you get to decide what you put it through so like that's another thing that I think we I'm really proud of wrestling for evolving to is especially you know with the tragic news story that broke out in 2007 and how we've evolved from that um in terms of taking concussions seriously injuries neck injuries especially because we've lost you know we've had shorter careers of some of our favorite wrestlers due to neck injuries. So, I mean, how can we prolong those careers and take care of our people? And I'm glad that WWE is taking that a lot more seriously as well as AEW and other, you know, promotions out there as well. So that's yeah, another reason why my training is going a little bit slower is because I want it to be that way because I don't want to rush through it and learn something unsafely. I want to do this as safe as possible if I want to really do it for my career. Yeah, and that's what it's all about, like you said, you know, and having that long run. You want that long run. You don't want to go in there for three, four years and be done. So you can go in, there, go in it for the long haul and have a good time while we're doing it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I don't. Did you pay attention to the setup of this? I mean, I know King it's a street fight. Um, well, I'm talking about at the stage area. They have oh, the big. No, I haven't. Stuff like that. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, I'll show it here in a little bit. But what did you think of like back in the day when they had different stages, like like the entrance ramp coming up? They would have a bunch of things. I think it was um backlash. They had the things that would swing in back and forth and all that. I guess time. I'm kind of indifferent on it. Like I like the wrestling. I don't really mind the aesthetics. I know why they're there. Like the iconic SmackDown fist, you know, yes. from the early era. Obviously that checks out SmackDown, but like, I've never really cared for the aesthetics. I mean, I just want to focus on who's in the ring and what they're doing. 
Um, so, I mean, I guess I don't really have a preferred stage or anything like that. I mean, I haven't really thought to pay attention to it, I guess. That's probably just my lack of de attention to detail, but. Um, well, back in the day, they would do it with a lot of the pay-per-views. They would have like a special setup for it, not just like how, rest, like kind of how WrestleMania is. Yeah. So they would, they would just do it with a lot of the other pay-per-views and stuff. Mm -hmm. so I, the one thing I don't like they have now is how the ring and all the barricades are, are LED. I'm not a big fan of that. Gotcha. Not, you want like the curtain aprons. That's I'm, what I'm good. Yeah. And here comes your spot right here with the pixel. Mm. It's awful. I hate it. And I hate yeah. that he could, he wants to continue to be put through that. Like mm -hmm. Shane McMahon gave us so much and it's, it's asinine to me. Like, why would you, as a wrestler, why would you want to put your body through that? If you know the plexiglass won't break, but they eventually get it. But yeah. Oh, it's so, it hurts. Are you still here? Here goes number two. Mm -hmm. And I think there, there it is. And one of these spots too, Kurt Angle actually breaks his tailbone when he's doing that. I think it was that second one that he broke his tailbone. So yeah. he's hurting. The things that our childhood heroes gave us for our entertainment now makes me just physically ill um, to think about. <laughs> like, you know, Kurt Angle's broken freaking neck and mm -hmm. the amount of injuries wrestlers have worked through to get on the next show and to give us that entertainment. You know, I, I'm glad the times have changed a little bit. I am yeah. too. We definitely don't see it. We see some more of this in AEW than we do in WWE now, but. Yeah, um, I feel like, you know, there's a, a drastic difference between both of those promotions. Um, did they just no. do it again? They did it again. He's trying to get back to it. Kurt Angle. <laughs> First time, not once, not twice. There's number three. And he's uh, just, oh, he's certain. They said um, Vince McMahon, I guess, was in the back tell him, trying to tell him to stop the match. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Good. Because um, that's what a boss should be doing here. And it just yeah. doesn't. And there's number four. Still didn't go through. That's so hard. I just hope both of these guys got paid six digits to do something. I hope so. Because <laughs> he just gave up and just ran him through it. Yeah. They did say, <laughs> Kurt Angle on his show said that those glass was supposed to be different than the other ones. But I guess with the pyro, I guess they had something else there. But the pyro, it was going off and it was breaking the glass. So they kind of um, had to go a little they bit had heavier. To get something a little bit more firm. Yep. So that's yeah. kind of how that whole thing came about. Yeesh. And I guess he's trying to pin him outside. Man, Mike Kyoto is always fighting for his life anytime he has to ref a match like this. He does. And he's a great referee, like you said before. He's, he's, he's one of my favorites, for sure. Him, Charles Robinson. So many good ones. He's good. Who's one of your favorites now? That's out there. Oh, gosh. I don't remember her name. Um, really, in WWE, either of the women referees have really caught my attention. I think the one who was at the segment with Snoop, The Miz, and then Shane McMahon, is her name Jessica? I think so, yes. Okay, I, I think her, and I don't remember the other girl's name. She's darker complected. I, I like her a lot, too. 
Um, but it's just, I'm really, I'm really hellbent on Mike Kyoto. He's like, he is my dream referee. Like if I can construct my own dream match, I need Mike Kyoto there to take yes. that for me because he's just was always my favorite part because this man was fighting for his life in some of these matches, like a, in a, a good Mick Foley match. Look at Mike Kyoto. <laughs> like he's really doing his part in making the match look as legitimate as it is. So lots of respect. He, he also did um, The Rock and Hogan. He did. Yeah. He was, so he was third, third man in the ring on that one. He's got so. quite the resume for sure. That he does. And, you know, I wish he still did it. Um, I do listen to his, He has a podcast out. So on ad free shows, right? I think. Yes, free shows. It's Ask, Ask Kyoto. And it, he's just an amazing person with everything that he does. Mm -hmm. I agree. So you see. Kurt having a hard time getting the dead body of Shane back in the ring. She ain't going nowhere. No, he is not. I would definitely say he, you can definitely tell he's hurting. I think they're both hurting right now. Oh, for sure. Especially Kurt. He just wrestled in like two other matches before this. Yep. And we get a kick out. And of course we get a kick out. Jeez. <laughs> What's it going to take? Just make him tap out or pass out, Kurt. Let him in the ankle off. So were you watching around this time in 01? Yeah, I started watching in about two, at about 2000, but I was also like super young. So a lot of this, I don't remember a ton of, especially when it was pay-per-views because we didn't watch pay-per-views because they cost yeah. money and we didn't have a lot of that. So um, we mostly just watched whatever we were allowed to on cable TV. So SmackDown or Raw, but. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't get a long time. I didn't get a lot of the pay-per-views unless, you know, a bunch of us got together and kind of doing mm -hmm. some money or do we go out to like a sports bar or something like that and sports bars like buffalo wild wings was always a safe option if you wanted to watch wrestlemania or SummerSlam or something like right. that but so i never watched any of those pay-per-views i always waited until the raw after so they could explain what happened i was like oh, okay so he lost the title and she won the title okay that's a choice so right. yeah i mean that's how it, i hope it i hope the current format with peacock stays the same where we can all still enjoy those premium live events as part of our subscription. I guess we'll have to stay tuned. Yeah, I, but, think we, I, mean, I think that's going to be a, a what if situation. I mean, especially now. So I'm hoping a to. A lot of people are going to be super unhappy if they have to pay 70 bucks for something. They only paid $5 to watch last year on a subscription service. I that's going to be a and choice. Um, and it's been so on we'll off our, the network for what, seven years now? eight years, something like that. So something like that, yeah. We, you know, I mean, we've had that option to watch it for, like I said, $5 or $10 for the network for seven years now. Nobody's going to want to change it. Like, no. I wouldn't want to. Mm -mm. That's for, like, especially now you got, you know, AEW pay-per-views, Ring of Honor pay-per-views, all yeah. that other stuff. So, and there was also, I guess, a big announcement for AEW going to London. I heard about that. I'm excited for them. I think I think they'll do it. They can definitely pull a large audience for that. I do believe so. I think that would be a definitely a make them situation if they get there and sell it out. So I think they could go overseas and make something happen because I feel like AEW is for those hardcore pro wrestling fans, you know, and WWE is also for those pro wrestling fans, but it focuses a lot on the showboating and the pageantry stuff, you know. Um, and so I feel like AEW is for those who 
grew up watching this era and want to see more of this because you don't really see a lot of this on WWE anymore, like you previously stated. So um, this is, you know, definitely, this almost looks like a John Moxley match to me. Right. So, and you now, there's no fork in Sh Shane McMahon's head, that freaks me out. We just seen Kurt Angle, he had that board in the corner with an angle slam off that. So definitely something you don't see every day. Don't see no. him at all today. I mean. Uh -uh. But at the same time, when you have two wrestlers like this with similar mindsets of wanting to put on a really good show that are both daredevils, you know, and that's it. There we go. There we had the three count. So Kurt Angle won that match. What'd you think of it? Was that your first time watching that one the whole way through or? I, I think so. I maybe spot watched this a while back, but I mean, whenever I, whenever I accepted my current job, I wanted to learn a little bit more about neck injuries. And so there was a compilation I watched on YouTube and it had a, like a whole segment on combat sports. And this was one mm -hmm. of the things that it showed on, hmm, how to do this safely and all that. So, I mean, I, I think this is the first time I've watched it fully and it's, that was hard to watch because like whereas these are both amazing wrestlers. I just, um, I can't fathom putting myself in that situation. I don't think. You can do that. And, and honestly, I don't think there's a safe way you can put yourself through a glass wall like that. I mean, Nope. Yeah. I, I think that, that was a choice. That was a choice. Whoever produced that match, unless it was Shane or Kurt's idea, that was what they wanted to do. And they eventually got to it twice, but it's, uh, that's tough. It, it took a lot out of them. It did, for sure. And like I said, I hope they got a really pretty penny for this because, ouch. I hope so. I really hope so, too, because, like you said, you know, they put themselves through a lot of it. Yeah. And, you know, both of them great competitors and both of them great in the ring. I would like to see a lot more of Shane, like an everyday, every week wrestler. I think he would have done good. But, like you said before, you know, for the times that he has been in there, he's put on a show. So. Oh, for sure. If he's in that ring, he's you're definitely going to get a show out of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so that was that one, King of the Ring, 01. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got anything else? You know, anything else you got to uh, let off? Um, well, in our last interview, we talked about, you know, our Mount Rushmore's of women's wrestling. So tell me, who is your Mount Rushmore of men's wrestling? Ooh, men's. Okay. Um, she's well, Stone Cold, I would say, just because he's one of my all time favorites. Stone Cold is up there. Um, Shawn Michaels definitely has to be in there, he definitely has the ring work. Um, Sting was always a big favorite of me, so I'd use him as a, a favorite. Um, let's see, and then we got a couple from now. Um, I would have to say Roman has has to be in there with what he's been doing this past couple of years. He's turned over a new leaf. And mm -hmm. so I'll definitely put him on there. And I guess, of course, Cody Rhodes. He's done mm -hmm. so much in the past couple of years, too. I mean, from leaving WWE to doing independence, starting AEW and coming back and main event in WrestleMania. Right. So, I mean, those would be my my five on my Mount Rushmore. Not bad, not bad choices. What, what about you? Well, we share 
one, I think, Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. Mm. Um, Randy Orton, he will always be on mine. And I'm going to plug John Alba's Patreon here. If you guys join his Patreon, you will hear me being the self-acclaimed defense attorney for Randy Orton. So we'll absolutely go to bat for him anytime. Edge has always been one of my favorites. Um, And there was actually, uh, he's the reason, one of the reasons why I'm doing this today um, and how I'm alive. That's a whole other story if you want to get into it. And then probably HBK. HBK. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I'd say HBK is always going to be on somebody's Mount Rushmore. He's just... one of the best technicians, in my opinion, to ever do it. And of course, honorable mentions here are Eddie Guerrero. Seth Rollins has blown my mind. Uh, I think he can work with anybody um, and make them look outstanding. So, yes. um, and I think, you know, I would put Eddie on mine, but, you know, it was just unfortunate. I just needed more out of his career um, to make that determination, you know, but you know, can't go without saying Eddie or even Seth Rollins. Um, they remind me so much of each other and those two are a dream match of mine. I would have loved to see them just tear it up in the ring together. And um, Ray Mysterio came out with 80s music this year at WrestleMania. Oh my gosh, when I tell you I lost complete emotional control. That was, because at first I thought it was going to be Dominic that would come out to Eddie's theme and, you know, do Latino heat maybe. Um, or even the lie, cheat, and steal. I could, I could have. That would have been a good heel move for Dominic. But also I coming like out that. with like security and prison and that mm-hmm. victim mentality. I love it. I'm loving the character that is Dominic Mysterio right now. I agree. Definitely getting over a lot of heat. Um, so we'll, we'll see what I that agree. amounts to, and if he can recover from it whenever his it's time to make a baby face turn. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing with that for sure. Yeah. I think when you can grab a mic and the fans automatically just boo so much where you cannot even see, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're doing your job. And there was a, there was a clickbaity headline that, uh, MJF addressed, but, um, it was basically saying like, ha- does Dominic now have more heat as a heel than M- MJF? I, I've and seen that. I, th- I think as clickbaity as that headline is, it makes you wonder. It's just like, do people genuinely hate Dominic like they do MJF? Because MJF lives the gimmick. You go to a meet and greet, he's in character. You, All the time. I can't really say the same for Dominic. I don't know. But Dominic is so good at playing that schoolboy victim mentality. You know, mm-hmm. like he obviously did not have a dad who abused him. He had a dad who bought him a BMW instead of a Mercedes or something like that. You know, yeah. so like that's obviously not a rough childhood. I mean, it probably was a rough childhood in hindsight, being on the road all the time, but it was not what Dominic is portraying it to be. Ray Mysterio is obviously not a deadbeat dad. So is that heat from the WWE crowd real? Are they really mad at Dominic? Like how the AEW crowd is really mad at MJF for throwing mm-hmm. water on a small child and things like that, you know? So, I mean, it, that, it's a clickbaity headline, but those are the things that do make you question, like, which heel has the most heat right now? And yeah, so I'm really enjoying the Dominic and Rey Mysterio line. I think it's a good story to tell. Um, it, it reminds me a lot of, uh, oh, there's a story that was actually mentioned on John Alva's Q&A that we did this past week. But uh, it's, there's just a lot of parallels to, yeah, the Jeff and the Matt um, 
do it. So I, I can see a lot. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's low key my favorite story. It, it surpassed the bloodline to me. So it, yes, definitely, it's definitely up there. And I would say like the two difference though we, with MJF and Dom is when MJF grabs the mic, love him or hate him, you're gonna listen to what he says. Like his promo skills are off the chart. Okay. And then you got Dom, like I said, when, now, now when he grabs the mic, they just boom, so he can't even talk. <laughs> exactly. I, the last time I've seen that was with Roman Reigns right after he beat The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and that I, was sweet. And up till, like, now, recently, I would say that was one of his best promos. And all he said was, this is my yard now. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mike walked away. Stood, I think they said he stood out there for seven minutes. And the fans just kept giving it to him. And he couldn't say a word. Right. Mike said, this is my yard now. Dropped it and walked out. Now so they're chanting F.U. Roman and all of yeah. that instead. So now they're not booing him. They're cursing at him. Where yeah. WWE has to pipe in some bleeping. So Definitely. Definitely. So we definitely have a lot of good stuff coming on. Um, I would definitely love to do this again if you're down for it. I know the fans loved it. They've asked for it again. So. I mean, I don't know what I could possibly talk about, but I mean, anytime you want to have me on, I'm happy to be here. We can always make it up as we go. So you want to give yourself some plugs and let people know where they can find you and. Sure. Um, I am in character now, so I've converted all of my socials to Anna Ray. That is the ring name I'm going to go by. So I believe my Twitter handle is it's underscore Anna Ray and my Instagram handle is it's period Anna Ray. Some things are just yeah. So, so yeah, you guys can follow me on there um, as I complete my wrestling journey, and maybe later this year I'll make my debut. I will be the announcer for Diamond State Wrestling, the women's division. So that'll help me get a little bit more comfortable on the mic and you know public speaking. So um, I'll be doing that, and then we'll probably transition the debut. So if you are in the Arkansas area, wherever you're listening. Come check out our show and you'll see your favorite here. There we go. Well, Anna, it's been a pleasure. Thank you again. Everybody, thanks for listening. Of course, I am Mike Whitaker. You can find me at Whitaker1028. We are the Kickout Crew at Kickout Crew Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, something. It's all about the same at Kickout Crew. And, you know, one thing that we like to say on the show before we leave, Anna, is when life gets you down, Kick it out too. Because that's what we do. And now you, because we are the kickout crew. So thank you. <laughs>